We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. I'm Chanae Ogumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. You can get all your Pack-A-Day updates by following us on Twitter at Pack-A-Day Podcast. And remember, you can always subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Spotify. And, of course, you can check us out over at CheeseheadTV.com. I'm Kyle Fellows, and I am here with my co-host, Andrew Mertig. It is Friday. We are excited to be back. What's going on, Andrew? Yeah, it is. It's really great to be back. It's funny. It, it seems like it's always time for us to record our episode, but yet somehow Sunday's game seems like it was three months ago. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not really sure how we're managing to, to maneuver our way through this, but the NFL season is like well underway, and, and I think we have really uh, a, another exciting AFC South opponent to discuss, um, and I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it this week. Yeah, absolutely. It is good. We have a little bit of buffer. You know, I think most most of us, uh, we consider ourselves pretty level-headed, and we like to 
try to set some of the emotion aside and all the things that happen in the games, but it gives us that buffer between Sunday and Friday to a little decompress and take things in um, with a little bit, you know, a grain of salt as things happen. So it's good for us, uh, but we are excited to be here for another show. Yeah, and as great as Andy's food takes are, and like they are elite level great, and I'm the only person that's ever going to say that. I would never want the responsibility of doing the Monday show because, oh, my gosh, overreaction city all the time. How how he handles that in a level-headed manner is uh, beyond my comprehension. But, commendable. You know, I, I did want to say I, I haven't done a lot of rants this year, but I do think one of the things that remains incredibly frustrating to me is the anger that gets directed at this team for not winning pretty enough you know, sure, things are fun when the team is scoring 40-plus points and beating the wheels off of everybody like they were early in the year, but that simply just isn't a sustainable model in the NFL, and sometimes you have to beat bad teams in close games, and we know how bad it is when that doesn't happen, like we saw against the Vikings two weeks ago, and right now the Packers are the one seed in the NFC. Let me repeat this, they are the one seed in the NFC, but it feels like Twitter believes it, they're like a fringe playoff team. So look what is happening to the, you know, quote-unquote unbeatable Seahawks team. They've lost three of four. Could have been four or five with without that epic collapse by the Vikings, and we don't know. I mean, right now we're currently in the middle of the Cardinals-Seahawks game, so tomorrow morning everybody will know what, uh, what's happened. Um, but, but that was a team that everybody thought was super elite, and now they're struggling. The Bears are in a tailspin. The Saints have to rely on old E to W to make it through the next couple of weeks. Uh, that or Taysom Hill, you... Uh, and and the Buccaneers can't decide if they're the best team in the league or the worst. They seem to be alternating from week to week. And so, yeah, you have the Steelers and the Chiefs in the AFC. But really, like, this is an incredibly up-and-down league. It's unpredictable. And this year is more extreme than any other NFL season we, we've seen in, in modern history. So I don't want to get accused of telling people how to be fans. I know, like, I've gotten blasted on Twitter for doing that, even though I never said this is how you be a fan. But I would just urge you to try to appreciate the run this team is on. Will it end in a Super Bowl win? I don't know. But this team has a great chance. And at this point in the year, that's all you can hope for. Yeah, absolutely. And part of the fun of being a fan is closely following a team and making it all the way through the whole narrative of the whole season. That means living through those losses and celebrating the wins along the way. And this team is doing a lot of winning right now, and it's been a lot of fun. But Andrew's right. This team may win the Super Bowl. They might not. If they do... They'll do it like every other team that's ever done it, which means that they'll have to overcome losses and injuries. And this year, the added, you know, an added layer, really, of the challenges of COVID. I mean, it's, it, it's all layered in there. So this team is writing its own story. We do not know how it ends yet, but it's a pretty special team regardless of how it ends. And we need to need just enjoy that narrative as it unfolds throughout the whole season here. Uh, but this week our team does get a really good test. They go to Indy, and they play in a dome, which Rodgers has said that he is more than ready to do after playing in lots of challenging weather over the past several weeks. Uh, But the Colts are a good team, and the defense is impressive. 
Phillip Rivers is a vet who knows how to take what a defense gives. And this Indianapolis Colts team, they have strengths that match up really well against the Packers. So it makes those individual matchups that much more important in this one. So, Andrew, um, we're here today to jump back into these matchups and take a look at what's going to matter when it comes down to Sunday. Yeah, and... You know, I think the the first matchup that I wanted to take a look at was Darius Leonard against Aaron Rodgers. And you you have to kind of admire this stretch of off-ball linebackers Green Bay has been matched up against. You have Eric Kendricks and Fred Warner and Miles Jack and now Darius Leonard in back-to-back-to-back-to-back weeks. And that might be the best four off-ball linebackers in the entire NFL. That's, That's pretty crazy. Um, and, and I know, uh, Darius Leonard, uh, had, had made a comment that, you know, Aaron Rodgers said Fred Warner might be the best linebacker in football and Darius Leonard's not had the chance to play against him. He's hoping to make an impression. Um, and I, I know Rodgers didn't mean that as any disrespect. These guys are all amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, when you look at Darius Leonard, and, and maybe some people who are listening aren't that familiar with him, but he is really disruptive against the run. He's he's really good coverage linebacker, and he's actually a, a very underrated blitzer. So it's going to be up to Aaron Rodgers and Corey Lindsley to identify where Leonard is before every snap. You want to know where number 50 is. The Packers offense has had trouble stringing together drives consistently since that torrid start to the season, and... There are quite a few reasons for that. One is a lack of success on first down. I think I think they've struggled there way more than they did early on in the season. Second is predictable on, uh, or you, you know, the the second factor. I was going to say is second on second down. The, <laughs> the second factor is second down, right? They, they've they've been in second and long. I think a lot was made this week about running on second and ten, and you yeah. know they're they're doing that at a forty five percent clip. Um, and averaging under three yards a carry. And, and so that that's not good. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's something that they need to improve, right? So if you're going to address that um, the defense is in too deep and they're giving you a look that you can run against, first of all, you have to make sure that they're not disguising their, their um, you know, what, what, what they're actually in and, and you're running against the front you want to. And then I think Aaron Rodgers made a really great point. You have to you have to execute that right, and so that's going to be up to the offensive line to do a little yeah. bit better. Um, this offensive line that was absolutely amazing for much of the first part of the season um, mm-hmm. has slipped a little bit in the last couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. and so you know looking to get back back on track there. The third one is penalties, and 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 that's been a big deal and and probably an underrated factor in the struggles of this offense. So. Getting Leonard off balance on first down is going to be key to getting into that second and manageable. So that's going to take care of those first two things that I talked about. And I truly believe that is the key to this offense being okay versus being great. Getting four or more yards on first down. And, you know, the other part of that is Leonard can obviously be a factor in the disastrous place, too. You, you have to watch for him lurking in underneath coverage and also as a pass rusher. And this will be yet another game where you won't necessarily see Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams breaking a, a bunch of really big runs because the Colts are really strong tacklers. So the the Packers are going to have to do a really good job of getting on the second level, and, and that's going to be a challenge because the entire front seven of the, of the Colts is, is pretty darn good. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world, with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. 
Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, you made a lot of really good points there, and it's all going to stack up to play a big role in how this game goes on Sunday. You talk about Darius Leonard, and it is so easy to get jealous when you play all of these incredibly talented linebackers week after week. Um, obviously, we're excited about some of the ascending talent that the Packers have at linebacker, and it's not a position that the Packers have prioritized in the draft or via free agency, you know, typically. Um, but, man, it shows how big of an impact having someone who is that athletic and diverse in both their run defense and their pass defense uh, and that impact that it can make uh, for a defense. So um, it will be fun, you know, even the, as an uh, opponent, you know, to watch Darius Leonard play this week, and it will be huge how the Packers handle that. One one thing that's really interesting is the Packers really stumbled out of the gate against the Jaguars, and they were not able to capitalize on their first couple drives. And I wondered if if it's a key piece to Matt LaFleur's offense that he uses those early successes to later – allow him to counter those with things that look similar but are different. But when the things early have not worked, if that really causes him to struggle of what to call and what works and what's going to flow, depending on how the offense has gone. It's just it's interesting to me, just a side note, uh, but it's it seems like when the offense stumbles out of the gate, when there's a clear script, they struggle a little bit to find that groove outside of some of those splash plays, obviously, like MBS had on, on Sunday. But it'll be interesting to see. A lot of that's going to be dependent on Rodgers' ability to get around this defense and people like Darius Leonard. But for me, one really fun matchup to keep an eye on is going to be Devontae Adams versus Xavier Rhodes. Now, of course, Rhodes is the former Viking uh, who left for Indy this last year as a free agent. And Xavier has an interesting story in the NFL. He was a dominant player just a couple of years ago. And Devontae Adams won a lot of those classic matchups uh, leading to those Rhodes Open kind of comments and those kinds of things. But last season was a rough one for Rhodes. And so many people wondered what changed for him. But it seems like the change in scenery that he has in going to Indianapolis has been really good for him. As a Colt, he's pretty much back to playing really, really good football. He's clearly this team's number one corner and currently grades as the number six corner in the NFL for pro football focus, um, along with pretty elite coverage grades to go with it. So it seems like he's kind of regained some of that form. But as I mentioned, Devontae's kind of always had his number. And so we'll get another really intriguing matchup between those two here on Sunday. And no Packer fan needs me to tell them how Devontae's been performing as of late. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing those rivals go at it in Indy. Um, It's worth noting that Kenny Moore and Rocky Sin are the other corners who we'd expect to see on Sunday afternoon. Uh, They're not playing as good as Rhodes, so especially if Indy decides to take 
uh, Devontae out of this game, the roles for guys like Lazard and MBS are going to be pretty big this week. A couple notes here for injuries. I set all that up. Uh, and then I got to talk about this. We don't know if Devontae Adams is going to get to play. So that's something we're going to have to keep an eye on. He did not practice uh, today in practice. So we're hopeful. Uh, and Devontae said he wants to play, but obviously something to keep an eye on there. Another injury note is Kenny Moore, uh, the opposite corner starting there uh, from Xavier Rhodes. He was limited with a rib injury and has kind of been nursing that all week. So he, if he plays, will not be 100% either. So something to keep an eye on with those matchups with the number two and number three receivers. So lots of questions and intrigue around those uh, wide receiver and corner matchups. I have a question for you. So I, the, it, it, it just uh, you, you talking about you know the, the success early in the game and, and Matt LaFleur building his play calling um, you know off of that, kind of jog my memory. Do you remember the last time the Packers actually like handed it off on a jet sweep or did the little touch pass? Last I mean we're talking time. weeks, right? Yeah. Um, and and I have to wonder, do teams stop to respect that after a while when you just keep running the fake motion and you never give it to yeah, somebody? Right, right. And you know, I mean, I, I understand, and and you know, Tyler Irving stay, staying healthy is, is a big deal when it comes right. to that because they don't really trust anybody else running that motion. But um, you know, I'd like to see them. It, early in the game set that up and, mm-hmm. and show a team like, hey, we're actually willing to do this, even right. if it's, you know, um, the uh, Winfrey um, that they, they brought up off the mm-hmm. practice squad from yeah. uh, University of Colorado, or if it's, um, you know, it, MVS has run that action um, mm-hmm. earlier in the season, maybe Equinemius, um even Devontae, you know, or put Aaron Jones out there and, sure. and have Jamal yeah. in the backfield and, and mm-hmm. switch it up a little bit. But I, w- I would like to see them utilize that a little bit more, something that was very successful early in the year. And at, at a minimum, when you show that you're willing to run it, then mm-hmm. you start to stretch those defenders out and make them miss their gaps. Yeah, and I, this is going to sound critical, and I don't mean this to be just jump on the bandwagon of being critical of, the lack of success and these those kind of things, but it's a question I've had. It seems like the offense has been a little bit more predictable, like as we've discussed. And we've played the Vikings who struggled. We've played the Vi- or the the Jaguars who struggled. And I've wondered if they just called a little bit more of a vanilla game plan, assuming that maybe a safer, more straightforward. I don't want to say Mike McCarthy method of our guy against your guy is going to be a better result for us, you know, because we're the better team. I wonder if they've called that kind of a game thinking that they just kind of needed to play solid Packer football and they would win those matchups. And then maybe they were surprised a little bit with the juice that that those, you know, teams with four records brought. But I'm with you. I'd love to see a little bit more of that creativity. Um, Yeah, I I mean, Tyler Irvin was, was great in the times that he had to step in when they were without, you know, a fully healthy or just without Aaron Jones. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Uh, but I would like to see a little bit more of a spark entering a game where you know you're going to have to beat your best team to win this game. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, and one other thing. This is the last thing that I'll, I'll say um, about Indy's defense right now. I think, you know, we we 
definitely sort of had this perception. There's there's the Steelers defense, which has been amazing so far this year. There's the Ravens defense, which has been phenomenal. The Ravens have given up 165 points this year, best in the league. The Steelers have given up 171 points, second best in the league. The Colts are at 177, so they're right in that neighborhood. They have been that good. Now, the Colts' schedule has been a little bit easier than the other two, Um, but I I think, you know, they deserve as much credit as anybody for having an elite defense in the NFL. And, um, you know, this is, it's, it's not a gimme that the Packers are going to be able to move the ball and score a bunch of points against, Mm -hmm. against this team. It's not, it's not the Peyton Manning Colts defense. So (laughs) switching over to the other side of the ball when, when the Colts have it, uh, I wanted to concentrate on a key matchup of Naheem Hines against the Green Bay Packers linebackers. And so, we we know historically the Packers have had struggles against running backs, period, and that is also true this year. But they've especially struggled with backs who can be explosive in the passing game. Hines is coming off a 70-yard rushing performance with 45 more uh, receiving yards against a pretty darn good Titans defense. I would say this is probably the like career game for Naheem Hines. So, in fairness, the Colts do use a rotation. You, you have Jonathan Taylor, you have Jordan Wilkins, you have Hines. But Naheem has taken a step forward in that trio and probably is going to get the most touches. And I'm a little bit worried about the ability of Chris Barnes, Christian Kirksey, and Kamal Martin to cover Hines in space. So you know Philip Rivers is going to take the check down all day if the defense doesn't stop it. And sometimes it seems like the Packers really aren't interested in stopping the short passing game. And you know, when when you think about Philip Rivers, honestly, like look back at his career, he's he's worked with guys like Ladanian Tomlinson and Darren Sproles and Austin Eckler. Like he's going to feed his running backs in the passing game if defenses are going to allow him to, and making sure Hines is accounted for on every single snap is going to be crucial to get the Colts off the field on third downs. Absolutely, and I was just going to say, like, before you said that, like, it doesn't take explosive plays to stay on the field, and that might be the Packers' biggest enemy on on Sunday is not being able to get their offense back on the field. So it's going to be a big deal, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about why that's uh, maybe so scary here, um, because one thing that makes me pretty nervous about this game is this Colts offensive line, because as good as Green Bay's line has been this year, Indies is also scary, scary good. Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson in the middle are dominant at their position, elite talents, and they are absolutely performing like it this year. Anthony Costanzo and Braden Smith are also very, very reliable at the tackle spot, so there are no glaring holes to attack here. Every week, you know, you go through the opposing offensive line, there's always one or two holes in the NFL. That's how offensive line works. Not with this team. This is an incredible unit. And so I'm concerned about the Packers' ability to get pressure. I think Petten is going to have to dial up some creative blitzes in this game. He's certainly not going uh, to just be able to rush three and expect to get pressure in those situations. And again, not just to be critical, but especially against this unit, that's not going to work. The other thing that really concerns me is the time of possession as we're talking, because it's a battle we've seen Green Bay win a lot in 2020. They play a lot of time on the field as an offense, but the Colts' defense is pretty good, as Andrew said, and Green Bay may not be able to put up 30 points in this game. And if the Colts are able to move the ball and eat up the clock with dominant offensive line play, it could really, really limit the Packers' ability to put up those points. You can't score if you don't 
have the football. So this is a game where the Packers edge rushers, uh, Z, Preston, and Rashawn, all need to come out with their hair on fire from the very beginning of the game and cause some havoc here. Clark and Kingsley Kiki need to have their best games together. Um, If they play soft and they don't come with that aggression from the start, I'm pretty worried that this game could get ugly for the Packers. Uh, but Andrew and I are always here to be optimists, and the good news is that Zadarius, Gary, and Kenny Clark may have played their best collective game this past week. You could even throw Preston in there as well. So uh, here's to hoping that that was just a sign of things to come and that consistency and them all clicking at the same time. Uh, we'll get that kind of play from them, we're hoping, again this week uh, on Sunday. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day. Every day, head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BlueWire at BetOnline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, and so now we're we're gonna jump into X factors. You're in my favorite part of the. Um, Show I I know you know we're always very accurate with who the X factors are going to be and I definitely didn't pick Alan Lazard last week uh, who <laughs> wasn't got even active. Out. <laughs> yeah I I did I did say I was picking him because there was a pretty high chance he wasn't going to play <laughs> and and I just can't be wrong anymore. Um, Savage but, was my pick and he had some opportunities but again. It, he, he played okay. I he thought, played okay. I thought it he was played one okay. of the better Savage games we've seen this yeah. year, which may not be saying a ton, but um, you know, I, I I thought there were were some parts of the game. You know, it's it's hard when you pick a defensive player and they don't make a, a quote unquote splash play. Like, did they do their job? Well, yeah, you know, a lot of times they right. did. So. I think um, we're picking defensive players today. So you know, we, are. <laughs> we saw uh, ourselves. So, so mine is Raven Green, and, and I already talked about the challenge of Naheem Hines, but, and then you have to add in the fact that Moali Cox is a super athletic tight end who, in fairness, is limited with a knee injury, so we don't totally know that he's going to play, and if he does, how effective he's going to be. But regardless, the ability for the Packers to get some good coverage reps out of the linebackers and safeties is going to be crucial. And I think Raven Green has put up some really fantastic things on tape lately, and I'd love to see him get even more play. So this defense has lacked big playmaking. We've talked about that a lot, but I think Green could not only be effective in slowing down the key playmakers for Indy, but I think he'll get a splash play in this game. I like that pick a lot, and we're thinking in the same direction here. And I was thinking about Raven Green a lot when you were talking about uh, trying to stop Nahimines earlier in the show. Uh, I went a little bit different direction, and I'm going to go with Kamal Martin. Um, he's back, and he continues to have those flashes of really, really good play that get you really excited. And 
Ben Fennell pointed out this week that Martin only played 13 snaps on Sunday. But you've got to think that that number continues to go up with the little flashes that we've seen. And we know that Indy is going to want to run the football. They're going to want to do that. Uh, They're going to want to control the clock. And so I think that's going to give Martin some opportunities to make some plays in the running game here. But as I mentioned, I think that Green Bay is going to have to be a little bit more creative and dial up some blitzes, and I think Martin is a good candidate to send on a few special rushes in this one as well. So I'm looking for a big impact from Martin, and I hope he he gets on the field a little bit more than we saw last week. Um, And he still may be that part-time player, but I think he'll have an opportunity in this one. Yeah, and it would be nice to see the Packers get some impact plays of those linebackers because, you know, I I think – I think this game is sort of one that people don't necessarily realize the challenge. The Colts are, are one of the better teams in the AFC, and so yeah. um, this this is a game that um, I would expect to be very close. Um, it's definitely going to be a, a big challenge for, for Green Bay, um, and and I, I, I like what, what the Colts have done constructing their roster, um, especially recovering from Andrew Luck's sudden retirement, and I, I think this will be a, a, a big challenge. So so we talked a little bit about Devontae Adams' health. Um, I know this has probably been talked to death by this point, but we did find out on Sunday David Bakhtiari gets the record-setting extension. Yeah, yeah. Any any reactions to that? I mean, it's awesome news. I mean, we keep getting the news. We got the, the Kenny Clark extension. We get Bakhtiari. It, Green Bay is making decisions, and it's going to hurt in other places. There's no way that they can bring back all the guys that all the fans would like to see back on this team. The good news is it seems like they're prioritizing those elite players. And in the NFL, I think that's what you have to do. You have to understand that there are cap limitations, and you're going to lose guys. But if you can hold on to your elite players and plug the places um, that even, even guys like Kevin King, Great, great player. Love to see him back. He is much more replaceable through the draft and other means than someone like David Bakhtiari. So I love the way that Green Bay continues to say we're going to find creative ways to fund these players that are clearly elite talents on the team. So good news. Uh, Green Bay signed uh, you know, Jordan Love's left tackle of the future. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, I think I think there's a little bit of sticker shock with with the Bakhtiari extension, and that's fine. But um, you know, I, I've I've seen this put in a, in a lot of different ways. So I don't know who to exactly credit with the quote, but essentially all NFL contracts are two year deals, mm-hmm. um, and and so you know, you look at the Bakhtiari contract; he's good, it's going to make it more affordable for for the upcoming year. And then you you do start to pay him, but it's worth it. it's what he's worth. And yes, mm-hmm. Laramie Tunsil is the guy that he passed, and so you know that that causes some people to shake their heads. But he is definitely one of the best left yeah. tackles in the game. You mentioned you have to keep your elite players, and I I think when you're a, a draft and develop team primarily, you have to trust your general manager is going to be able to get two good players from every draft. But whether or not they're able to get elite players sometimes is is not the case. And so when you when you happen upon those elite players, you have to keep them, even if it means losing some really good ones like Kevin King, like an Aaron Jones, like a you know, um, the, maybe Lindsley. maybe Corey Lindsley. Yeah. Um, so those are the sacrifices you have to make. But in in order to even 
think about re-signing those guys, you have to get the big deals done first. And so they got Clark done, they got Bakhtiari done, and now they can, they can kind of move forward see if they have the cap space to address any of those other needs. And I, I do like the idea of, of going bargain hunting this offseason where you're going to have a lot of teams that are way over the cap. You're going to have a lot of teams that are going to be right up against the cap. And you might be able to find some veterans that are floating around that, that get cut or who are free agents and other teams can't afford the gaudy price tags that you're going to be able to sign for much cheaper than you normally would on one or two year deals and then, you know, worry about replacing those players going forward. The, the last thing that I wanted to address, so um, probably the hottest player in Indianapolis right now um, is rookie wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. And uh, that is somebody who had a lot of fans in the Packers draft Twitter sphere. A, a lot of people were clamoring for Michael Pittman. So are uh, you excited to see the uh, USC product this week? I am. I, I was a big Pittman fan. I wasn't early in the process. I kind of thought it was all smoke, and so I didn't watch a lot of him on tape until really just a couple weeks before the draft, and then I got really excited about, man, there really is one more wide receiver uh, that I wouldn't hate the Packers taking even at 30. Like, I mean, it was, I felt like that was going to be rich, but I really, really liked Michael Pittman. Um I think the biggest thing for me was I wanted a player like Ayuk. I wanted a player with some speed and some some ability to do some different things. And I always felt like Michael Pittman was Alan Lazard in in skill set in a lot of ways. And I think I you know we love Alan Lazard, and so I don't really feel like you were getting a totally different player in selecting Michael Pittman Jr. Um, than you maybe have in Alan Lazard. So I think Indy's got a great player. I think he'll be a cornerstone piece for this team for a long time. My regret for the Packers not having him is is as a fan um, and not necessarily as how it would impact this team, especially here in 2020. But I know you weren't quite as high on, on Pittman, but uh, where, where are you at with this? No, I actually looked it up while you were talking, and I had Michael Pittman Jr. as my 85th overall prospect. So, you know, I would have been a lot more comfortable with him as a third-round player than a second-round player. But, um, you know, I I, I think... He, he went to a good fit for him. I think, I think you know, Indy with their skill set, we talk about, you know, your wide receiver room, you want it to look like a basketball team. And, and right. I think Indy is building that. They're, they're doing a good job of getting guys with diverse skill sets and, mm-hmm. and diverse sizes. Uh, and so I think that's a good fit. It, it would not surprise me to see him really take off. He, he struggled right away, like many rec- rookie receivers do. Um, he was hurt for a while, and now he's coming back, and he had a big week last week. And um, I think a lot, of, a lot of people in the fantasy community are, are really high on him. Um, and and I think you know he he could be he could be a big contributor for that team. I I just personally I had some other guys rated higher, um, but yeah I I think I think he's gonna be really fascinating. And this, this is one of the things we we talked about this last week with Jacksonville. I think when you get the opportunity to play some of these AFC teams, you only see them once every four years, especially ones like you know the Jaguars. E- even the Colts don't get a lot of national. Um, games and right. so to to be able to see this roster guys that you and I have talked about in the last several mm-hmm. off seasons guys that you know I remember being um, you know draft prospects going back that that I don't get to see play every day and it's really exciting and um, it also brings out 
you know, these matchups that you don't get to see very often. We mentioned Darius Leonard's never played against Aaron Rodgers before. May never get a chance to again. We don't know. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Quentin Nelson against Kenny Clark. That's going to be a lot of fun. Sure. Um, you know, if if Jair gets to match up against T.Y. Hilton, like that, yes. that's one of those just really fun matchups. Yeah. You, you 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 see it on Madden, and you know you don't you don't you can see it once every four years if you're lucky, right? And you know that's that's with no injuries and and all no player yeah. movement and stuff. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think this is gonna be a really really good game this week. All right, now you got me going on these the cornerback wide receiver matchups, which is my guilty pleasure earlier in the show with the matchups, and we're back there now. I'm gonna make us do it again. We're talking about Michael Pittman. We're talking about um, you know, T.Y. Hilton. These matchups are going to be really intriguing, and a lot of it is dependent on the health of these Packer cornerbacks. We've gotten some really good news um, in, in practice throughout the week. It appears that both of the Packer starters may be ready to go for this game. I would imagine, naturally, like you said, T.Y. Hilton is going to match up with Jair Alexander. Is a really nice um, match there in skill, I think. But we're going to get Michael Pittman Jr. against Kevin King, I would imagine. That's going to be the matchup, and that'll be really intriguing because Kevin King's he's not played you know, in a couple weeks. Um, I think Kevin King has pleasantly surprised in some ways uh, throughout the 2020 season when he's been on the field. And so I, we have to remember last week, I mean, there were a lot of things going on. Um, the Jaguars quarterback is not someone that's going to inspire a lot of fear, but getting both of those corners back in the secondary is a huge deal when you combine that with some pressure up front. So interesting matchups there, and I'm really intrigued, obviously, to watch Michael Pittman Jr. in general, but to get Kevin King matched up against him and see if the, if those skill sets as both long-body players, um, that'll be an interesting one to watch. Yeah, and, and we'll see, because the Colts have used Pittman as a big slot a lot as well, yeah, and that's so true. Um, we'll 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 see where he gets matched up, and, and you know, hopefully the Packers are able to slow him down. Because otherwise, I know exactly what Twitter is going to look like on yeah. Sunday. But uh, regardless, I I think we're both really looking forward to this one. Um, should be a, a fantastic matchup. But that is all the time we have for today. This has been the Packer Day Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit, and you can find me at Andrew Mertig. The third. Uh, entity you've heard on this podcast is my dog being super obnoxious and loud the entire time we were recording. Uh, he doesn't have a Twitter handle, by the way. Uh, remember <laughs> to also follow at Packet Podcast. Please subscribe and rate the podcast if you like what we're doing. You can get to Kyle and myself every single Friday. Uh, and we'll be back next week previewing the Packers matchup against the Chicago Bears. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember... Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.